welcome to Creative Block. We're your hosts, Gene. And V. We interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Ross O'Donovan. Hello. How's it Yay. going, guys? Hey, it's Ross. Did you, like my, did you like my song at the beginning? Yeah, it was very good. Thank you. I wrote it for you. Appreciate it. Uh, Ross is an animator, artist, voice actor. Uh, what else do you do? I don't really know what else you do. Known from time on Game Grumps, streamer. Is there anything else I've done? That's it. Mario Maker guy. I, I I don't know what how to yeah. We got we got chewed out on Twitter by somebody. Ah oh, man, I feel like even calling attention to it will be is a, is a bad <laughs> idea. But but we we wanted to focus uh, about your like animation work on this episode. Sure. Because you have a very long career, and somebody was like, "God, you didn't even do your research. You don't even know what Ross does." And it's like. <laughs> Thanks, guy. I've Twitter. known you for years. I know. I've. I, that's what I told V. I was like, I've known Ross for like twelve years. I've known you since Newgrounds. Like, fucking, yeah. <laughs> of course you know who I am. Dumbass on Twitter tries to, try to tell me who I don't. I mean, okay. If I were to, if I were to like play the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. I did write the tweet in a way that was kind of like, you know, like peppy and sweet. Like, I can't wait to find out more. Uh, so yeah. it does sound like we barely know you at all. Yeah, Russ who? Yeah, no, it's all good. But yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, not a problem. Let's start things off talking about your your baby years and sort of like, you know, how you started, uh, how you when how you could draw since you could hold a pencil and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, should I be drawing while I'm talking? By the way, yeah, please. I mean, if you can, if you can Wait, do both. Am I doing these? prompts is that the yes yeah oh. so we have prompts on screen and uh oh. but you don't have to. oh no no I, I will i will uh let me have a look at these mario doing odd jobs okay cool i'll do that you're kind of the mario guy yeah so uh i mean as as far back as i can remember i've been oh i've never used this app before as far as as far back as i i, I remember i've yeah i've been drawing and um it was just kind of like an obsession of mine like it was you know, I was just always that that kid in in school who uh, you know could draw, and you were the drawer. I was the drawer, as as they would say, um, just the guy that knew how to draw. And uh, I don't know, in a way that I, I think in my early years, um, kind of, I think it kind of gave me a little bit of sense of purpose, you know, because like sure, yeah. when you're young and you don't really know what who you are yet or what you're going to be doing with your life and you know here you are suddenly all these people are circled around you uh watching you uh draw it you know i remember as a kid that felt pretty good i was like whoa yeah people are interested in what i'm drawing this is cool and um i remember in uh primary school as we say in australia that um Mm -hmm. my friend justin and i who i'm still good buddies with back in perth now we started a comic book series that was literally just a bunch of folded a4 paper that um, oh yeah hell yeah that we would just that's staple. what you do yeah mm-hmm. and then um you know we'd have like one uh issue because like literally we you know we weren't exactly uh <laughs> we were mass producing them so we would just pass the stapled the stapled um issues around of this weird um i don't know what to call it I, what was it called again? Like superhero something or other. I, it was a bunch of like animals that all that were all superheroes. 
Um, I, I don't really remember much about the, the premise of it. How do I race? But I just remember that I was obsessed with this weird, making this weird comic about superhero animals. And it wasn't like furry stuff. They were all like goofy little cartoon penguins and stuff like that. But it was like really crude and violent because uh-huh. we wanted to, you know, had a lot of swears in it. And we hid it from the teachers, but like we had a reader base that would like share the comics around. <laughs> you, you had a little street team. Oh, were you when you were making those comics? Oh God, I would have been like, I'm trying to think right now. I would have been in grade five or six. Uh, so grade eight is 13 math. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty early. Yeah. You got that hustle down already. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what were, so, I mean, you started... Uh, working in flash animation pretty early on, I think, same as me. Yes. Whenabouts do you think that was? Like, probably teenage years. So, I was, when I went to uh, high school, there was a, um, my school swore by this now defunct program called, um, what was it called? It was called Corel Rave, which was, mm-hmm. do you remember Corel Painter? I, do, I sure that, do. Oh my gosh, I do remember the software. <laughs> yeah, so Corel Rave was their attempt at trying to make a, like their own version of Flash. And it was terrible. Um, it was not a good program. It's not around anymore. What was it called? Was it just it's like? just called Corel Rave. Um, oh, wow. And yeah. no one remembers it as they should. No, I don't because know. Because it was terrible. But yeah, they, uh, my school swore that it was the industry standard for animation. Of course it wasn't. It's just what they could afford. Right. When you're talking about school, like what grade are we in right now? Are we high school or are we college? I would say high school. So yeah, it was, it was early high school because, um, you know, I, I, the reason that I had gotten into the uh, doing animation and flash was that I had done a bunch of stuff in Corel Rave oh, wow. as a part of my, my the high school am i allowed to draw nipples is that okay yeah fuck yeah, yeah go okay, off there we i go. demand you draw nipples oh hell yeah well what i was gonna say is that <laughs> so yeah the, the the school forced us to use this program and then they also had this um this work experience program that they did so you would like if you weren't really looking to be a super uh academic student which you know i wasn't you could go and take one day of the week i think it was thursday and you could go and just go and do work experience somewhere. So um, I applied at a bunch of like uh, multimedia companies, like web design firms and stuff. And I actually got a, uh, a work experience placement at this, this company. I can't remember the name of the company for the life of me, but um, I just remember that when I went to the interview, I showed them a bunch of my crappy Corel Rave uh, animations and they were just like, oh, can you use Flash? And I was just like, I want to, because I knew about Newgrounds. <laughs> I knew what Flash was, but I thought sure, it was- yeah unobtainable because of um you know how expensive it was i didn't really know yeah uh, like how i would go about getting it hadn't heard of torrenting yet yeah i wasn't really aware of how people on newgrounds had their copies everyone stole it <laughs> yeah so yeah okay i'm drawing mario as a hooker i don't I mean, you know follow your heart if that's yeah. what you want uh be. anyway um or a, ju- a juggalo i guess that's whatever interesting okay so anyway yeah i uh i i just my my mom was like okay so they want you to learn flash huh and i was like yeah um i I don't know where to start though so my mom like you know she's super mom like she's very if you if my mom if my mom sets her, her heart to something she'll she'll go and she'll 
she'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. So she went on a quest to find a way for me to learn how to use. Oh, what a good mom. Yeah, man. Shit. Um, So she found a, um, this place, it was like a community college and they were doing like a, like a 12 hour course on the introduction to Macromedia flash five. I think it was at the time. And yeah, anyway, the, um, what happened was I got in, um, even though I was like 13 at the time, they were, they allowed me to come cause they saw that I really, really wanted to learn. She was unusual because, you know, someone of my age at the time, like it, it wasn't something they normally did. So they were happy to have me. And I just went and I did this 12 hour course and it just, you know, it taught me the basics. It taught me how to like motion tween, how to do a button in flash, you know, like all the stuff you would need to do to do like a really basic Newgrounds cartoon. Sure. And then when my work experience placement started, it was, you know, they didn't really have much for me to do. So I just spent all my days in work experience, just fiddling with flash until I made like a really goofy cartoon about like my, OC, which was actually Rubber Ninja, mm-hmm. which is where it comes from, which is just a, a bouncy ninja that I would draw uh, fighting my friend's OC, which was a pair of sentient underpants that flew around. It, it was really weird, but it was like a dra- <laughs> it was like a Dragon Ball Z like fight because I was so into oh, DBZ. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. said we would talk about DBZ at some point during we will, this. Hey, this podcast. we'll come back to we'll it. Come back. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I. I very much was super hyped to like work on just anything. Uh, and I just kind of just stuck with it and made a bunch of goofy flash cartoons. And I think it took two work experience placements before I had someone finally say to me like, Oh, you should try put something on Newgrounds." But that was, that seems so intimidating at the time. I was like, Oh, there's no way, there's no way I could do that. That's, 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 that's hard. But eventually, yeah, I, I, I... Newgrounds was the was the scary uh, place to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Honestly, for real, though, I remember, because I posted on Newgrounds a little bit, too. And, uh, yeah, I was aware of, uh, I was aware of, of you on Newgrounds at the time, because you often made front page, right? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I, I think that the, my first front page would have been when I was like, oh, God, I would have been 17, I think. Oh, Something wow. like that. I think I remember the first time I remember seeing your name was in the the Van Helsing. Oh my God. Oh God. Compilation. People bring that up. And I'm like, when I'm streaming, they're like, when are you going to finish Van Helsing? And I'm like, oh, oh you mean on. my parody of Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing movie hit that everybody yeah. still talks about? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I made a parody of that movie specifically. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you at all. <laughs> But uh, it just felt right. It was that time. Yeah, it was that time. I mean, but yeah, I remember all the cartoons were like, I don't know, like when you looked at the front page, I mean, when you were a teenager, those looked really good. It was like, just like, oh, I can't, you know, I'm not allowed to post on this website. Yeah, it was, it was, it was intimidating for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, that's so funny you bring that up. It's actually interesting. Um, a friend of mine um, who I play Among Us with, Ultra, mm-hmm. um, I was just talking to him. I was just like, yeah, I'm about to go on this podcast. And he's like, oh, who's podcast? And uh, I was like, oh, you know, Gene. And he goes, fucking Gene. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, tell him I love Hyperboy. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right on, man. And he's like, you, you tell him he's got to draw Hyperboy. And I was like, oh, I'll do shit. it. He's, he's got to uh... draw Hyperboy. You know what? I'll do it. I'll do it now. That's yeah, so that was actually the first time I got introduced to you. 
your new girl's cartoon uh through hyperboy yeah yeah hyperboy yeah 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 i don't think we met we i mean uh i don't think we ever interacted online i remember we met mm -hmm. once mm -hmm. at wizard world yeah i think it was uh in Whenever you came to America, then. yeah, yeah, I was visiting at the time. Oh, that was a long, that was a long fucking time. I think that was like two thousand eight. Yeah, something like that. Something, something like that. Um, yeah, that's funny. I will drive for boy, but uh, yeah, I mean, you did a shitload of stuff while you were on there, and uh, a lot of it very notable. Yeah, it was um a very good part of my life. I'd say I, I very much enjoyed, you know, just kind of doing whatever and i mean back then for i mean you you remember it it wasn't ex like how content creation is now you know mm -hmm. we weren't making money off it i mean maybe i'd get Fuck the man. odd like they had like cash pools for every month like if you got the highest scoring whatever for the month and maybe you'd win like 400 or 200 dollars or something like that and i remember mm -hmm. i got an xbox 360 with that money at one point <laughs> nice <laughs> that was a win stoked about that yeah but uh it, it wasn't a um it wasn't really for for profit kind of thing you know no yeah just for the love of it uh it was very much just you know we were we were there just to pursue our passion which you know was to create cartoons and i think that's it, it yeah like right now i don't know it, it's a very different landscape to what it was back then like it's a little tainted i think we talked about it a little bit before because we had yotam on the show mm-hmm and it sucks that like with the way that youtube is and i remember you've had uh very impassioned speeches about it on youtube mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. about how like the algorithm just has completely fucked any kind of mode of expression because because it yeah. favors long form and like yeah. good luck to any animators that are trying to like make a living and off some of it. it's people just... still try and I, I power to them Man, yeah it's it's tough i mean Animation can still get great views on YouTube, 100%. Yeah. But something that's like a, a long produ production cycle it doesn't and won't really make much money, unfortunately, because um, like the, the junk food content like that you can produce, you know, regularly. And I'm not trying to call other content junk over. I mean, I mean, just stuff that can be produced Ooh, fast. Oh boy, here we go. This is where it all goes. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> want people to mistake my, what I mean by that. You're going to get canceled. No, it's fine. So like, I, I, I get it. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been on both sides of that fence um, doing gaming content and doing animation content. I was going to say, like, you, I've seen a lot of animators have to take on Let's Player roles and sort of do streaming just to, because, like, mm -hmm. that's how everything is rigged up. And it's actually pretty impressive how, like, indie animators have managed to pivot to create a, you know, sustainable model for themselves to keep making money, but then also try to do their own animation. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I'm sure you can you can talk about this that it's like yeah. when you do that full time, it's really hard then to have any energy for animating and producing. Yep. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, this year uh, with how everything's been, I've been like, I mean, I've talked about it on stream. I've just been creatively sure. drained. Like, uh, yeah, I haven't been doing much art or animation this year, and it sucks to say that out loud. Like it's it's just been a bummer of a year and you know for me like uh i i realize yeah. you know people have nine to fives and you know the animation industry is largely like you know all working from home mm -hmm. yeah we're very lucky you know my girlfriend works from home and you know she's on uh animation uh, productions now but like um she uh you know she she's she's still going about her business and i'm kind of in this position where it's like oh like nothing i don't really have any reason to be doing any drawing or art right now and like it, it just it's that sucks to say like i i have i've been kind of i don't know because like for me when i do art 
and I do animation, it's very, um, it's very isolated. And I know it, it would be for everybody this year because not everybody's working out of a studio. Right, right yeah, sure. But, um, you know, I would need a little bit of escape from that, that space. And right now it's very much like there is no escape. So it's not really like, how do I put this? Oh, do you mean like you're so isolated when you're making art that like you want to have the idea, like the perspective of like breaking out of that bubble, but like because yeah. of how the year is right now, there's no breaking out of this bubble? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Like this year has just been really hard for me because like, you know, when I'm, when I spend like, you know, 12 hours, I sometimes draw animate for 12 hours a day at home by myself. And then after that, I'll be like, well, you know, I've been doing this all day. I, I want to get outside and do something just to kind of yeah. clear my head. I don't have that now. Mm-hmm. And the thought of just day in, day out, working by myself and doing every part of the pipeline, it sounds really draining, you know? Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. And that was actually something that I kind of wanted to ask you was when, when you're creating um, animated content, like, do you always do it all by yourself or, or do you have, do you ever like kind of like produce it as in like ask uh, other artists to help out or kind of what's your process? Generally by myself, but cartoon I did at the start of this year, Social Monsters one, I, I did get help mm-hmm. with that. Um, my girlfriend did some backgrounds. I had another friend help with cleanup. Yeah. Two friends, actually. How do you feel about that? It was like, because that was great. And then it seems like you probably just didn't have the energy to do anything else after that. Yeah, it was, well, it was also a bit of an experiment because I wanted to see what I could do in a shorter, how, how long a cartoon could I make in a shorter period of time? Because when you look at YouTube right now and what's successful, a lot of it is stuff that has a smaller production cycle, mm. right. you know, like the story time stuff, which, you know, resonates really well because, you know, it's a very personal, personality-driven ecosystem on YouTube now. Like uh, a lot of the stuff that's sure. big is very personality heavy, right? Rather than mm, right. satire or narrative or whatever it may be. So I was just kind of in this headspace of like, yeah, let, let, let's see what I can make in like how long a cartoon I can make in like four months, let's just say. It's pretty long, honestly, uh, still pretty long, but sure. I think I did eight or nine minutes, but I decided I'm going to keep it really limited, like really limited and just see what I can create. And it was interesting because uh, I can mm-hmm. tell you that it was not financially viable still. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of the production of it on Twitch and then posted on YouTube. And I can say that, oh my God, I think like the, the, the YouTube video itself probably made about $700. <laughs> oh fuck yeah and the four months of work yeah so it just kind of that it it, i was it was it was a bit of a a moment of me just going like huh it's like nothing's changed but yeah for it to change i would have to really make a big sacrifice and just keep going keep going keep going until it's financially viable and I'm not young. I got rent to pay in mm-hmm. California. Sure, yeah. So it's kind of like that moment of like, well, I'm making like six times that amount playing Among Us on Twitch. It's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's hard and, to turn down. And then when you, when I'm animating, I make, God, like less than a quarter of that. So it's like, because like people don't stick around to watch people animate on Twitch. And, you know, right. so it's it's a rock and a hard place when it comes to, producing that and I still haven't found what the uh you know what I think is going to be the um the natural middle ground for doing 
art and animation as content. Yeah. I really do want to find it. I just, I'm not sure what it is yet. Do you feel like, I feel like with the audience that you have for your streaming, is it not, is there not a way to sort of work it out where like just from streaming the work you're doing, you're getting that sort of like Twitch revenue and every, everything and that helps fund the animation? Yeah, I think the big problem is just time. Like, mm. how do I put this? So when it comes to doing stuff on Twitch, you know, you have your, uh, your audience who are subscribed and, you know, they get the emoticon pack that comes with your, right. uh, your channel. Right. And if you're not actively doing streams that those users want to engage with, they're less likely to use their, uh, let's say, prime subs or renew their tier one subs. So prime subs being the, um, if you're not familiar with Twitch, the free subs you get, you get one free sub per month. If you have Amazon Prime and you've connected your yeah. Twitch account to your Prime account, then you can pick a streamer for that month that you give your free sub to, but they get all the benefits of as if it was a normal sub, basically. So let's say I stream art or I'm just working on animations or whatever it may be for that month. And people will be like, oh, no, I love art streams. It's like, no, I, I, I know you do, but the data that I have shows oh, I the opposite. <laughs> right. The opposite, yeah. like 300%, 400% opposite. And it, oh, it sucks damn. to say. Um, and it's a real downer. It is. But, you know, it's just trying to f find the balance of like the time that I can have to grow, grow my Twitch, which has been growing steadily this year because I've been putting a lot of time into it and also um, still have time to pursue animation stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird tightrope I've been doing. And I think that in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not getting any worse at drawing. God, I hope not. So it's like, <laughs> I, uh, think so. I like to think that, you know, I put in the, the time to build up an audience on Twitch that the more uh, of an engaged audience I have from other stuff that they'll stick around once I, you know, maybe next year decide to do a little bit more art and Twitch than just gaming. That's hopeful. Uh, I know there's lots of artists, like for instance, I can think of, you know, some of the bigger gamers who are also artists like uh, Lily Pichu and all that. Like they, you know, they do, they do art and it performs great because, you know, people love their personality and they, they stick around for that. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it's this, this is, this is a weird time to be doing a podcast with me because I've, I've been in a real, a real rut lately. An artist <laughs> block, let's say. I think, well, that's the best. I was yeah. going to say that's the best time because that's, I think, yeah. I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before, but if I haven't, like, you know, when V and I started the show, it was, it was just something for us to kind of just something for us to do really because everyone has been in this slump and and it really helped me i mean even just sitting down and doodling with friends for an hour and a half or whatever like you know once twice a week has like been super helpful yeah and absolutely. i think that like we want to hear different stories and we want to hear um just different people's approaches and one of the reasons i wanted to get you on other than I think just you're an entertaining, interesting guy, is that like your experiences are very unique in that you were a Flash animator mm -hmm. and then you got all this success through streaming, through Let's Plays. And and so hearing that perspective is interesting because like I've been trying to solve that problem. I'm sure a lot of people are trying to solve the problem you're describing. Yeah. Right. And it's it's unfortunate that it's like even somebody who I consider to be, you know, at the head of the class as far as like viewership yeah. can't 
maintain a living off of just doing animation like no. it's just not sustainable it's, i mean i have friends who, who do but you know like i how do i put this like for instance my friend Jaden, right like you know we tour and scribble showdown and all that and you know um, yeah she does amazing like she's one of one of the biggest animators her james domix all them they're like some of the biggest animators now on on the platform um mm-hmm. And they found a really good way early on to um, adjust their content to what was expected via the algorithm. And it worked really well and meshed with it really well. And like I said, it was um, personality driven, which is what the platform really need, what the platform ex- kind of expects at this point. I, I was going um, to ask you a little bit, like yeah. if we can get back to your life story. Oh yeah. Uh, sh- sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No problem. No, I just like, I just like to kind of like uh, ask questions like related to kind of like how kind of, so you started on new grounds when you were, uh, in high school yes. and how was kind of like your transition from Newgrounds to YouTube kind of like how did that happen did, were you on both platforms or did you just one day or are you still uh, uploading on Newgrounds uh, now uh, not now um, so one of the reasons that I stopped uploading on Newgrounds uh, it's a little unfortunate um, but the reason being is that, you know, I would sign with uh, an MCN that would have the right to run ads on my content, right? Mm-hmm. But there are clauses in those contracts that mean that they have the right to advertise on your content, but that's within the platform of YouTube. So oh, shit. if I post it on YouTube first and then post it on Newgrounds, that's technically a breach of contract. And I, I mean, it's not the case now anymore, but it was kind of this thing of like, oh shit, I don't want to lose my partnership with this company or whatever it may be. And that was, that was, I'm talking years ago. Right. So it just kind of like, and and also like those views on Newgrounds, unfortunately would potentially take away views that were, you know, sustaining me because that's where the money was coming from. And it sucks to say, because I I owe a lot to Newgrounds. I really do. And I'm forever thankful to, Tom and the team and everybody there mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, gave us the platform we needed when we were, you know, young teens. Absolutely. But yeah, I just think I just kind of drifted away from it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it's, 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 it sucks to say out loud. Um, I, I, cause I still really care about Tom and you know what he's doing. Yeah. And obviously I wish new, new grounds the best. I just, uh, I, I, I yeah, I don't know how to, <laughs> especially now with flash being uh kicked out of uh chrome yep. it's it's getting harder and harder to sustain a living off of just new grounds or you know like yeah. i said like just even animation so would you say like kind of how old were you when you kind of made the switch over to youtube uh i would say i was about 23 24 ish okay yeah after high school, did you go to college for art? Was it something that you considered? Yeah, I tried college briefly. I dropped out. It didn't really work for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I found that I felt more comfortable kind of figuring out things on my own. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard. I mean, here's the thing about learning, right? You don't know what you don't know. So if you want to be an autodidact and like teach yourself, it's... It is difficult because it's a longer road because you're going to make some wrong turns down that path. Sure. But I feel like with online communities and, you know, social media now, 
you can join like a discord community full of people who do like crazy sakugo animation and then you know like this kid that might have otherwise made a lot of mistakes for a really long time is pointed in the right direction by just some joe schmo on a discord community Mm -hmm. like who is also you know like it's like the knowledge is more free now i i guess is what i'm trying to say right Um, yeah 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 we've said that on the show before that it's like if if you if you have to go to school if you feel like your parents are you know especially if they're helping you pay for it and Mm -hmm. you feel like that's a good path for you by all means but it's like nobody needs it anymore and like true if you if you can build a community or become part of a community and uh build your own skill sets and I mean, the sheer amount of talent that I see on like Twitter where it's just Absolutely. like, I'm 15. And then they draw yeah. this like mm-hmm. amazing masterpiece. And it's like, boggles, fuck you. Boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was not, I was doing hyper boys when I was 15. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the age and skill I'm seeing on Twitter these days is just, it boggles my mind. It really does. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what we were doing wrong, but the, I think the next generation of web animator is going to be like, just, unbelievable it already is unbelievable to be it honest is unbelievable yeah i mean well there's two things i wanted to say about that like i think that the the knowledge base builds on top of each other so it's like right what what we knew we were working with shitty tools mm-hmm. like you know macromedia flash mx or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. and so we didn't have we didn't even have proper like symbols like we didn't there's a yeah. lot of stuff that that animate has now and mm-hmm. uh, i mean harmony is miles above anything that adobe puts out yeah but yeah it's just they have more access to more to more tutorials to more better resources and so like of course it'll be better but yeah i think that it's just when you're born into social media you're kind of more or less you know if if you're like more used to it i think they just think differently and they learn faster they they make connections faster and we're just weird 14 year old kids (laughs) that were like i mean when we were like all of us were pretty much the same age, right? Like yeah, yeah. when we were 14, like I remember when I was 14, I did not really have access to internet, to the internet. Mm. Like actually, hold on. I did get a computer huh? when, I, when I was around like did like that... maybe 15. So I feel like now, like it's just that the technology is just more available. And, and, and at the time, there wasn't even social media or Newgrounds was like, when did Newgrounds, when did it get funded? Like uh, founded? What's, how do you pronounce that? Uh, <laughs> like, like 1993? Yeah. Like it's been right. It was a Neo really? Geo fan website mm-hmm. initially. But I was going to say, like, I mean, I feel like I didn't, I didn't really become aware of like Newgrounds until I was like probably 15. And yeah, that sounds about right. I didn't even figure out how... Like that you could animate, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like sure. you, you get a computer, you see animation online and then it's like, you have to make that connection. They're like, oh, this is actually something I can do. And and like, and like getting a tablet was like such a, I don't know, like there was not a, lot, a whole lot of tablets at the time. I feel like now, like when you walk into a store, like you're going to see Wacom's like in, um, oh, yeah. at Best Buy or whatever, you know? But like at the time it was just kind of like this artifact of like, <laughs> that was like a mysterious thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right. hundred percent. That first tablet is like your first sword you get. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a rusty, shitty sword, like a bamboo, or not even bamboo. It was a graphire. It was Mine like was a, a Intuos 2 and I had it for seven years. Oh, you had a fancy one. I think. Yeah. That's a nice one. Intuos was like one of the better ones. But yeah, so you went to, 
uh, you attempt to go into college, um, but I assume that at that point you had some momentum doing animation online. Yeah, it it just didn't didn't seem worth it, honestly. Sure. So I just right. went out on my own, and it was uh, twas better. Let's just say um, I'm glad I did, but yeah, it it's just I don't know. I I don't I don't regret it at all. My path was a weird one. I think an uh, unusually unique one because, um, like, I was I was kind of thrust into like the gaming sphere of of YouTube. I wasn't really mm-hmm. expecting that at all. How did you get thrown into that sphere? Like, gaming content was just kind of blowing up on YouTube, and you know, Game Grumps had just started, and I was kind of there for the I guess conception of that. Like, I was mm-hmm. literally on the couch when. Uh, John and Aaron initially just talked about doing it. I think our friend Zan was there too. And they were just like talking about doing a podcast and I was sitting there. <laughs> At the time, like Let's Play wasn't real. I mean, it was sort of a thing. It was around, but it wasn't like a two person Let's Play of that format. That was kind of more of like a yeah. two man act it was, was less common. It did exist, but there weren't a lot of them. It wasn't so saturated as it is now. Um, right. So... Yeah, what what happened was it just kind of started really fast. And then um, Danny and I were talking about doing a show that was going to be like semi-affiliated with Game Grumps. But as, uh, you know, as the, uh, as you know, John left Grumps, then it kind of became this moment of like, well, Aaron wanted Dan to replace John. And then Steam Train obviously got absorbed uh, fully. Like, because we were like thinking maybe second channel or like we weren't really sure. And it just got fully absorbed. So we're like, all right, all right. So this is how things are going to be. Yeah, I just, it just kind of, it was going to be like a side project, much how like Game Grumps was just a side project. Like we had the idea for Steam Train going before, or I think during the conception of Game Grumps. Like it was, it was kind of talked about long before Game Grumps was a, a channel, basically. Right. Obviously it launched at a, at a, at a, at a, at a heated time where uh, people, we're looking to blame anyone for their favorite funny let's play man leaving the show. Sure. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. That must've been hard. <laughs> must've been, hard. uh, you know, like I think about it now and I'm just like, so stupid, <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. Like I, I can't believe I even gave a shit or cared. It was, it was ridiculous. That's yeah, the internet. Like how old were you when that went oh, down? Oh man. Uh, 23. Five, I think, maybe. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like in the in like early twenties, where I don't know, everything is, you know, it's just like you're still sort of writing off like those teenage years when, like, when you're a teenager, everything is the most important thing that is right. happening. Oh, yeah. And then you're like in your early twenties, and you're like a little bit more mature, but it's still very important. <laughs> That's stressful, yeah. yeah. I can't, dude. I can't imagine, honestly. But even if that happened now, and I, I suddenly had all this shit dumped on me, like I, yeah. I would have to, you know, talk to my therapist about it. <laughs> like oh, it would yeah. definitely be. I have a therapist. Difficult. It was great. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Like, sure, <laughs> therapy great. Can you talk about like game overs at all? Like, sort of where that's at? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, like what to say? I mean, we have a like a pitch package done we've got a watchable uh animatic of the first episode or like the pilot episode 
like you can watch watch the entire thing it's like a 30 minute whole extravaganza it's great yeah i've seen parts of it yeah it looks great got i think you know chad chad helped write it of course yeah. um you know who's chad. done a lot of work on in animation i'm trying to think of everything he's done troll hunters uh i don't know what he's what has it been announced <laughs> like the lego show god what is it called oh my god i should know oh, this which one the monkey boy one no, not the monkey one. The, okay. the one about the Lego movie character, the unicorn. Uh, Unikitty, 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 Unikitty. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, he did write on Unikitty. I know what he was on most recently, but I don't know if... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, we had, you know, we've got, like, Chad, who's... He won a Emmy for yeah for Troll Hunters. So, he like, definitely we had, won an Annie. Annie, that's right. I don't know. Yeah. I never remember. I was there for that, yeah. So, we, like, we had all this, like, really great, you know, talent on the show. Lots of really cool shit. And, you know, start of the year comes around and then suddenly we're in a full-blown pandemic yep. at the exact time we're supposed to go start pitching it. Uh, but uh, it doesn't mean that you can't pitch it, though. Oh, no, I've... we did. We did. Oh, yeah? But, like, day of, literally the day of, I, I don't know if I should say what studio, but, like, day of big, big pitch, we're told that we can't come in because they're only allowing essential right. personnel into the, into the offices. So we had to kind of just, like, get together you know like a pitch video pitch i guess mm. oh they wouldn't like have you on a on a zoom call or something yeah 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 so we did a ton of pitches they all seem to go well as you know i'm sure you've all been in pitches mm-hmm. sure i Many. think one of the more difficult things because the nature of the show is you know it's a show that's pretty heavily about video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We found that it was very hard to kind of get across things to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very difficult. Yeah, that's so funny because we were like, just uh, our guest from yesterday was just like telling us the same thing. It, like exactly the same thing. When you have yeah. like video yeah. game references, it's really hard to yeah. <laughs> make them um, yeah. go get across. Yeah, so like the show itself doesn't really have video game references i guess you could say it's it's more of like a a theme for um how do i put this uh i mean it's its own world and yeah it's it's like an aesthetic for the show yeah right we don't Mm -hmm. make video game jokes it's very uh yeah it's very 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 much that it's it's not the the it's not the backbone of the show like when mario eats a mushroom he he gets bigger but in real life mushrooms don't do that like we don't do any of that Mm -hmm. so yeah like Obviously, when you're in pitch meetings, there's a lot of questions about things like glitch text and Wreck It Ralph, sure. and, and just like, no, it's not like any of these things, but yeah. sure it is. Whatever you want to hear, <laughs> yeah, whatever works. Yeah, so it's kind of just in this point now where I'm like, still deciding, like, is this something that I want to pursue now as self-funded, or is this something I want to continue pitching? And it puts me in a real limbo and this year hasn't helped at all right because like it's especially difficult when you have a completely watchable episode and you're like okay i know how much this thing is probably going to cost to make and i'm just kind of at a fork in the road right now of like how do i want to proceed you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. do i want to go for like a fan funding thing do i want to keep searching for the correct partner for it but I believe in the project and the people who worked on it are amazing. Like um, we had Crooked Glasses who did, helped with a lot of the art. Mm-hmm. Sarsis, we had, uh, um, oh my God, even more people that I haven't even mentioned that were a part of the project. 
which I probably won't mention because I think that's still a secret. But yeah, like it's it's something that I I, I still very much believe in, and I I think that as time goes on, and you know, like I'm doing better and better on Twitch right now, and like I'm growing a new YouTube, I could see that in like the not so distant future, I would probably just aim to self fund it if we just can't find a partner. Because here's the thing: you you think that all that that uh, that success from YouTube and like that's clearly like tangible would help you in a pitch room. Weirdly not. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what I was going to ask is like, I, to me, it, yeah. Like I said earlier, like, I feel like you guys are like, you have so such a huge viewership and you have so many numbers. And for some fucking reason, studios just like, okay. don't want to admit that the internet is a thing. Yeah. And that, that like, right. it is, and, you know, and it's so frustrating that you would go into a meeting and they wouldn't just be like, oh, clearly you're doing something right. Like, you know, like it's, it's okay to admit that the younger generation knows something that, that, you know, yeah. the execs in charge might not. And it's so fucking frustrating. It, it is. It, it can be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I truly, I truly do think that, how would I put this? Yeah. It, it, it just, it, it is very difficult. And it's, especially when it's, it's something that's even more alien to these people than, uh, uh, how do I say, like, um, it, it, it's an alien thing. Like you're trying to talk to these people that the, the video games are like the last time they thought about video games was probably Donkey Kong or Pac-Man. Yeah. Like, but it, I don't feel like, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of Game Overs and like, I don't feel like there's anything about it that needs understanding of, of video games. Like it's not of any existing video games. And so no. to me, it's strange that they wouldn't just say like, okay, this is something that clearly like kids would like because it's <laughs> video game adjacent. It is an original thing, so it's not tied to anything. You don't True. need to get the rights yeah. for anything. It's yeah. not fucking Wreck-It Ralph. But also like, I feel like honestly, when you really think about it though, it's like the, most of the content that's being created for kids is probably for kids who are not playing video games just yet. So True. for them, probably for execs, they're like, okay, great. Like there's all these video games, but like maybe we're, maybe they want to, here uh references are closer to more um how should i put this like to to other movies or cartoons not just because it's the same medium mm. so it's easier to understand like oh this is this like we're using medium a to kind of that's gonna be similar to what we're making because it's also in the same medium but like if sure. we want to draw inspiration from a video game that's like you can do that, but it's like, it's such a different medium that it's like, I don't know, I'm guessing that would be a reason. Yeah, I mean, one, one thing that I heard in, in the meetings was like, oh, you know, like this, this actually, this property seems like it would really well, like adapt to our, um, our interactive or like our, our games uh, department, because, you know, like some of these studios, they, oh, right. yeah, they hear the, the pitch and are like, oh, this would also really work well into us, you know, trying to find properties that'll work well for you know, our interactive departments like that. This mm -hmm. might be the project, but obviously there's a lot of, how do I put this? Like you're, I think especially pitching something about video games, it, I found that there was a lot of uh, people that had taken video game like pitches, then they'd said that. And even though I could probably explain to them why it's different and why it's not like these other ones they're bringing up for multitude of reasons, it's just, very hard to to communicate that to people and then i look at things like like has been hotel and stuff where um sure. essentially doing the self-funding and just getting it out there 
basically acted as a market test to show that this is something that would kick ass and do good right and then here you go now it's getting picked up as a show so i mean you have that option i think yeah you got if you get eyes on it it, that option's still open to us i I, i'm not you know i'm not poo-pooing it or anything uh yeah definitely worth considering and i think once this insane year is over then it'll be maybe it'll be a discussion but um right now it's like we'll just take meetings as they come and it Mm -hmm. it, it sucks because you know like i was very open about like what I'm working on and doing that. Cause like, I don't really see any need to, I wasn't a big production studio and wasn't under NDA, you know, like it was just, this is the thing I'm working on. I worked on it and it's like, I know nobody knows anything about it, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's, these things are difficult. It's, it's very, very difficult. They're so difficult. But I, yeah. I have no reason to give up because it's already at a point where honest to God, if I just had the money, I could just get it made. Like it's, it's the boarding's already done. Like, what, yeah. what, what else is there for me to do yeah well you'll figure it out kill myself <laughs> if i had to animate the whole thing myself honestly don't do that don't do that <laughs> oh, you've, you've you've watched it I've, I've shown it to you haven't i but yeah ch- chunks of it i haven't seen them yeah thing. yeah yeah so you already know how how much it would kill to actually animate it as one person i do not think you should even yeah it's but the thing is i think yeah i think you're in a really good position to to just maybe even do a small part of it and um you know yeah uh, i would i would of course want to do uh, yeah shots uh, for sure and put it out sure. there and and do what vivzy did you know like put it out there to get the response from from the internet and yeah, yeah. and the numbers and uh and then you have something more to say because i i've gone through that same pitch process v has gone through the same pitch process and like what they want to see is they they want as low of a risk as possible of course and so like you can cheat that system like you can absolutely cheat that system by just showing like yeah i don't really care what you have to say what what you think about this because here are the numbers and here is like you know we're we're bringing this huge audience to it already and so you would be stupid not to green light this to fund this of course but i mean it's harder yeah it's easier said than done so yeah. um but i mean like i said it's it's whatever whatever form or shape this thing has to take I'm I'm confident it'll happen eventually. It's just sucks that uh you know like you really would think you, you really do think that like going into a, into a pitch meeting like everything you've accomplished or you know the numbers you have behind you and it's like hey Game Grumps got this established audience we you know have uh, people are excited about this project and we've got sure. people who are have like very prominent industry experience involved. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of it's it's yeah it's always difficult. It's always difficult. I remember you say, yeah, I remember uh, you came by Nickelodeon and I was showing you around and like you mentioned something about how like you always wondered what it would be like to work there. And to me, I was like, motherfucker, I wish I could do what you do. Like to me, it was like yeah. interesting because I like to me, I would love to go on that other other side, that self-funded, you know, sort of um, independent side. But everything you're saying, it's like it's not any easier. It's It's probably even scarier because you're completely in charge of like your own destiny yeah of course i mean i um i I think that that says it like um you know like i yeah it 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 is it is weird you know it is weird i i I, Mm -hmm. i'm not really sure how to put it into words but um maybe it's because i didn't sleep well today but (laughs) (laughs) none of of us did i think yeah (laughs) well anyway but let's talk about your influences and like what kind of stuff you grew up really loving and uh this is when we can 
we can bring up Dragon Ball finally. <laughs> but also uh, whatever other stuff, and especially I love to hear like weird unorthodox sort of inspirations that people have and like things that you wouldn't expect or things that aren't common like that's the kind of shit I, i'd love to hear about yeah i mean uh like you know it uh kira toriyama obviously big influence yeah. for me i feel like a lot of people our age probably had some some level of influence from the big man toriyama mm-hmm. but i'm trying to think what else um i mean growing up like i loved you know transformers ninja turtles inspector gadget uh just to name a few um i think that the the time i realized i wanted to you know do something with animation was uh actually weirdly enough wasn't a 2d show it was actually a 3d show um i was watching mm. beast wars hell yeah and i was watching beast wars and i remember looking at my mom as like it would have been like 10 or 11 i just said to her i was like mom who makes this she's like oh <laughs> animators I'm like animators I was like yeah they this is their job and in that moment i was like holy yeah. shit what <laughs> and and then there was like a nickelodeon i don't know what you call it like like bumper thing they did they put between cartoons yeah like a bumper yeah bu- like yeah and it was like about the nickelodeon studios and uh what uh you know what it's like to work in Nickelodeon. And when you're an animator, sure. you never have to grow up. And they're all shooting their <laughs> hands at each other. God, like, they they love that. No way. They get Nerf guns. Like, yeah, shit. Like, that's rad. So you know, like, <laughs> I remembered seeing that and just kind of going, whoa. And weirdly, I had a conversation with Aaron. And I brought up that same same video, and we we ended up looking it up on YouTube because he also got hyped about animation because of that video which seems like so just inconsequential as a as a as a video but it, it apparently had a, a lot of impact on on people because i even played it in australia so i i'd seen it too that's so interesting yeah i, I was curious if there if you're if there was anything from your time in australia from going up there that was like you know American audiences might not even know about it or just I mean, weren't as exposed to I it. I wouldn't say that, that it was influential, but I could say it was something I watched. We have a show that I've brought up, I think a few times, I think I brought, up, brought it up on Game Grumps a few times, which is uh, a show called A Little Elvis. Okay. It's not good, but okay. the premise of the show is that without saying his name, they imply that Elvis had an illegitimate love child oh, no. and he was driving through the outback during his tour and he just fucking dumped the baby in a guitar case at the front of some truck stop and a couple ended up taking in the kid. Oh no. And they swore because a Cadillac was leaving the vicinity of their gas station, their live work gas station that this kid must be, the uh, offspring of Elvis Presley. So they called him wow. Little Elvis because they supposed he was the son of the king. That's so funny. And he starts a band called the Little Truck Stoppers and Elvis Jones. And oh. that's the whole premise of the show. It's I gotta look this up. The song is if you aren't from Australia, oh, the song is just unintelligible. 
like it's very heavy Australian accent. It's like <laughs> they call me little Elvis. They say I'm the son of the king. Like he can't understand a word he's saying if you don't have listened to it. Okay, hold on. I'm looking at a. I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I don't know what this is. It might be like a vinyl cover, but it says. Just look up little Elvis opening. I looked up, well, I, I like this because there's like a, like a Starburst thing and there's some text in it and it says, Hot Digibilly. And I have no idea what the fuck that could mean. It sounds very Australian. Probably. Hot Digibilly. I think um, if you look up the opening, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, um, the, the, all the comments say, thanks, Russ, because the last time anybody watched it was when I uh, mentioned it on Game Grumps. Ah. Right. Like, three years ago yeah maybe it'll get rebooted i hope not <laughs> because of all that traffic they'll be like oh shit maybe this is the property that we need to we need to put all our money into you gotta bring back little elvis you gotta yeah fuck game Verse. yeah let's you should bring back you should little take, elvis you should take you should yeah make a pitch uh packet for little elvis and be like look this is the shit. Honestly, it's it's a, it's a good name. Little Elvis Cinematic Universe incoming. It's a very it's a very good name. Elvis is hot. <laughs> we can bring back Elvis. That's all we care about now. It's just hot cartoon characters. It's just yeah, we gotta. God, it really is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, Dragon Ball's the shit. Yes, I love Dragon Ball. I think just knowing what I know about Game Overs, it's like very shonen inspired. Very oh yeah, sort of for sure, for sure. What was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know me, big weeb, love Toriyama. What else? What else? What else? Are there like um, also you can go outside of animation? Like, are there oh, yeah. comic books or like even literature or like well, obviously video games. Like, if there's like a video game. Yeah, like I mean, video games are obviously a big influence. Um, I, I'm trying to think what specifically. I mean, I love RPGs, love fantasy. Uh, I love Tolkien. I love like I, you know. It, I don't know. I mean, uh, mostly animation. I would say mostly animation. Like, just cartoons are my lifeblood. I just care about cartoons a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, my girlfriend has a hard time trying to get me to sit down and watch a a live action show because I have very particular tastes. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I have a hard time. There's so much stuff out there and people keep recommending things to me and I watch an episode and I just like can't muster up the excitement like i i don't know there's something about live action dramas that are just like it's just so funny my like my boyfriend is the same it's like he doesn't want to watch any show he doesn't want to watch any drama except anime or huh. venture brothers like we've been watching yeah, yeah. all of venture brothers that's because it's fucking sick it's really good it's really good yeah how about we ask some questions uh, can some i quickly questions. i'm just gonna quickly go to the bathroom go for real it. quick i'll be right we'll let up. <laughs> piss edit mm-hmm. over oh i actually do want to ask you something mm-hmm. before we move into the questions like because usually <laughs> like the third part is like I have it under like personal life, which is like personal projects and goals and like hobbies and philosophy. But I also want to ask you kind of like, if you want to talk about it, like how was it for you to move from Australia to the US? Mm. Pain in the ass. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, are there like also like, I was wondering if there was like cultural differences that you noticed between like uh, Australia and the US, like I'm like, yeah i'm interested in that because i'm french and i moved out here (laughs) yeah i get you i get you um yeah just certain 
certain phrases and just things that are kind of common to an Australian. Like when you say like, uh, what's a good example? Um, you'd be like, oh yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, mm -hmm. which basically means, yeah, I'm going to do it. It seems dismissive, but in Australia, that's just basically saying, yes, I'm going to do that right now. Or, yeah, I don't know, like small things like it's in the boot, <laughs> which means it's in the trunk. Yeah, the trunk of the car. I'm trying to think, like just small things that always caught me with my pants down, basically. Um, I mean, my parents were both Irish immigrants, so at home it was hearty tarty tar potato potato. Uh, so, yeah. you know, like my accent, even back in Australia, was very um, bastardized and mixed and weird. Um, certain mm -hmm. words yeah. I said, people would actually wonder if I was American. But um, I think a part of that comes from the fact that, you know, the American accent is actually derivative of the Irish accent. So certain pronunciations can sound a little American. Yeah, It's weird. Sometimes when Americans are overseas, uh, some people mistake them for being Irish. It does weirdly happen. Oh, hi, hi Katie. Oh, sorry, cat came to say hi. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. so I, I mean, I found I, I, I adapted very fast to living in the United States. And um, oh, sorry, my cat is jumping up, trying to nudge my microphone. Stop. Say hello. <laughs> I know, say hello to him, but he does this thing where he wants my attention. He knows that if he bops my microphone, that... He, I'll, oh. I'll stop what I'm doing to give him attention because yeah, push, push he knows it gets it gets in the audio, not the cat. Um, but he's cute. He's all staying in this, yeah. this cat time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, honestly, not not too huge, not too huge a difference, I'd say. Uh, I I, I ha didn't have too hard a time uh, adjusting to the United States, um, uh, other than learning to drive on the other side of the road and becoming an ambidextrous driver. Oh, that was difficult. <laughs> But yeah, I know. Right. Not too different. Nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, let's go into questions. At Mystery Who asked a character design question for Ross. Do you come up with stories before making characters or do you make the stories slash situations for your characters after? Ooh. I guess that's really more of a question for everyone. All right. Yeah, you go first. I've gone both ways, honestly. Like, you know, like I've, I've, I've had an idea for a character with just the like the concept of like what role they fill and who they're connected to and what their backstory is. And then I've designed a character based around that, right? So I knew what should be prominent within the design. But then there's been other times where I've just like drawn a character that like with a really vague thing, like, I like let's just say a space Marine or something like that. And then when I'm done drawing it, I'm like, oh, how would this fit into the story? And then sure. I think about it more and I'm like, oh, this actually solves a lot of problems. Oh, this this actually would fit really well into you know, this, this thing I've been thinking about, and then it just kind of goes from there. Um, so I think it can go both ways. One I would say is more improvised and one I would say is more precise, if mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Sure. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It kind of depends on like what you're going for, I guess. If like, it's like, oh, you actually have, you're more like plot driven. And the other one is like, you're more like character driven, I guess. Yeah. 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 True. Uh, I think I, I, I generally come up with characters first i'm trying to i'm reading the question to see what sort of what how it was structured do i come up with stories before making characters do you make the stories yeah i think i like characters first i tend to that's actually a problem for me is that like i i have a hard time coming up with the connecting tissue but i love the world building and like the um yeah just the you know the character dynamics more than anything and but that's i think everyone has a hard time with the like you know the actual stories like that's the part that 
is usually the most gut-wrenching is <laughs> you have to like actually sit and write and you have to like figure things out the fun part is the like goofing off and like well this character is friends with this character and like this is their power set <laughs> like that's that's always the shit that's the most fun is like well this is like their powers and this is that but v, you're actually pretty good at just coming up with situations i don't know i feel like for me like i've been thinking about writing for a while i guess like a couple years just because i've always wanted to write stories but i like kind of like you like i would have characters i would do the world building but then i'm like i could write a plot that was going from a to b to c and then mm -hmm. i was just like but why is this so boring like i'm spending so much time on the story and it's i still think it's boring you know what i'm saying it's like when you're reading at like manga or like you're watching tv shows you're always hooked and i was just like i just want to be able to do that and um I guess, re like, recently, I've just been, like, thinking, I think, I don't know, I think for me, I don't know if this sounds crazy or what, but, like, I think when I started going to therapy, it, like, and I started, like, understanding myself a little better, and then I started understanding other people better, like, you know, like, there's a yeah. moment when you, sure. like, you under you think you understand other people, and then you kind of, like, uh, go to therapy and then it unlocks like this whole like other world you're like whoa yeah. wait hold on there's like this whole other uh, interactions that play on another level that I was kind of like blind to this whole time kind of thing and I feel like for writing that was like really helpful because then I was like yes oh like I can actually like now I can understand conflict better like there isn't just one type of conflict you can yeah yeah once you start digging into all that like all that juice under the surface, all the like, all the uh, the anxieties and traumas mm -hmm. and things. That's like you really get into some juicy stuff. I yeah. have also uh, experienced that. Yeah, I've been through therapy, and um, I, I found that being able to, you know, understand why someone, a character, might be the way they are because of their upbringing and how like they might have rebelled against something that, right, you know, was a part of their upbringing versus that maybe they adopted something from their upbringing or like how those things could mix and create, you know, yeah. Yeah. personalities. Understanding that is really, really important to creating a believable uh, character, I think. I, and I agree with this so much because before I always felt like I was creating cool designs, but they were like empty shells. And then after, yes. now I can actually create characters that are, and you know what's funny? Like now I actually create characters that are more like, mundane looking like i'm more attracted to characters that are more mundane because what's going on inside is more interesting like what i can create and and then it's like a mystery too because then like you can unravel that through a story right but i guess i was gonna say yeah now i'm i guess now i would be more creating a story first before i create a character but then recently like two weeks ago i i don't know i created this like rodney 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 character that's like so stupid but it's like okay i really like it, he's more design based i was just like drawing this like really creepy character and i'm like he's so creepy what could i do with them and then i just i was like oh he could just be like this really annoying neighbor that's everyone is like really yeah. afraid of and yeah so that one was like design based before i'd like yeah something that i've uh kind of been trying to do more is like figure out how to make a character's expression or like their sort of default face tell a lot about them 
And so I, I'm almost in the opposite camp where I'm trying to drift away from making mm-hmm. a character look bland on the surface. Cause like I, it's more honestly just, it's more fun for me to come up with the rest of the story. If I, if I feel like a character carries some interesting baggage, like on the, on their face, like if they're always drawn grumpy, that like is a lot more, that's more of a, a response to my own, like problems with coming up with characters because a lot of my main characters are always just like spunky it's like they Mm. they make the face you know where they're like one eyebrow up and they're smiling angrily like that is my that is my default for so many uh main characters a lot that nobody has ever seen but it's like i'm trying to break out of that and find more interesting dynamics main characters are so hard to write though creating an actually yeah you like you know i don't think like Okay, I'm a sucker for like shonen protagonists. So of course, like some of my favorite characters are gonna be like, yo, Asakura yo is like, I'm like, oh, he's he's the best. But like even Naruto and Luffy, I love them, even though they're like so they're kind of bland when you like think about them. But like well, besides yeah. besides these characters, it's really hard to pick a show that you're like, oh, the main character of that show is like chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to identify. They're they're supposed to be boiled down to almost a single character trait, and so you're like, you always know how they're going to react to everything. Like that's kind of, I think, what a main character carries is that like they need to be understood at a glance, and that's why they can be boring. Mm. But yeah, a good supporting cast is important. You want to ask the next question? Yep. So from at yeah Sam Weller. I'd ask him if he sees a certain style of animation he thinks is on the come up for indie creators. Format, animation, technique, etc. What do you think, Ross? I think that one that's kind of coming out of left field that nobody's really thinking about is uh, animation that has been done. Like, think, think of how you would animate in Maya, right? Uh, where there are programs kind of coming out of the woodwork now that allow you to uh, use the same similar pipeline um, about keying out your animation, but inside of virtual reality. Um, Mm. And I've seen more and more of these programs kind of crop up and they're really interesting. Uh, There's a few examples online of, um, you know, of, of exactly that. And, I don't know. It's, some of the stuff that people have made in virtual reality programs actually fascinating. Like so, sure. I wish I had an example handy because I've seen them on Twitter and I'm just like, wow, this was keyed out in VR. Like that's crazy. So, and also for like 3D modeling purposes, because imagine how you know you might have been someone might have been a sculptor, and then for like. Uh, monsters and like uh, traditional uh, VFX in films, right? And then 3D comes along and suddenly you need to learn all this CGI stuff. When well, virtual reality comes along and then suddenly all that stuff you would have known about being, um, you know, uh, using your hands to, to sculpt something very, I think in the next 10 years will be applicable again because you'll be able to use your hands inside a virtual space to sculpt clay yeah and then you know i think the same goes for puppetry uh i think that that's going to be the next exciting medium for you know as an animation tool uh just it's got it's really a race to see who's going to perfect it first honestly oh that's really cool that's re- yeah. i had never yeah thought of that like puppetry is like a really cool way to describe it yeah yeah that is 
Yeah, you actually first, I think, introduced me to VR. You're probably the first person who uh, showed me VR, and, like, it it definitely blew my mind. But now, uh, I didn't, you know, it was a short little burst, and the past, like, month I've been messing around with PSVR, and now I'm, like, kind of want to get into some real shit. But it's, like, it's expensive to do it, you know, with a Vive and everything. I don't have a good PC, so I have mm-hmm. to get that. But yeah, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole market that's growing, and mm-hmm. it's like when it all clicks into place, it's gonna be fucking amazing. It's I, gonna be so cool. It's it's got a ways to go, and um, yeah, there's definitely like I, I'm a huge VR enthusiast. Um, yeah. But like, uh, you know, there's things like uh, Facebook owning Oculus and stuff, and um, right. if you look at uh, my God, if you look at the um, they've got like facial tracking now, like that experimental cameras that actually are inside the headset that scan your face and then do all the facial tracking. So Ooh. like you have one-to-one facial expressions, micro expressions, everything Ooh. inside of a virtual space with your friends during a pandemic <laughs> that or the so next cool. pandemic, let's just say like, uh. I think uh, there's a lot of potential there. I think it's still very, very much in its infancy and it's a little crude, but yeah, I definitely think for uh, creative endeavors, it has a lot of potential. But yeah, like I said, someone just needs to be the first one to pull the trigger on a really good software package that will be easy to adjust to, maybe even easier to learn because, you know, obviously if you, you're just sculpting with your, your fingies <laughs> rather than a complicated UI, it right. might be a little easier to, to... I do wish that they would... Um, that's the one thing, like, I wish that they would figure out how to do gloves with VR, like, so you can have... Not even necessarily tactile feel. Like, that would be great. I'd be amazing. But even just being able to move fingers individually would be like... That you can. Really? Is that already a thing? I guess I'm, I'm out of the loop. Yeah, that's the... the oh, I mean, the, the, the Valve Index currently has finger tracking. Like, Damn. And also the Oculus Quest 2 has a camera inside the headset that tracks your fingers. No fucking way. Okay. Because I've been, I've been considering getting an Oculus Quest 2 because it's self-contained and mm-hmm. like I wouldn't have to get a PC. I didn't know that. That's I, I will awesome. warn you though, uh, and this yeah. is, uh, I always give this warning to anyone who says they are considering getting a Quest yeah. uh, or any Oculus products. Know that your Facebook account, because it's owned by Facebook now, right? soon they will, it will be mandatory to have your Facebook account connected to your uh your oculus account and if your right. facebook account is using like a dumb name like big dickus or whatever the hell you might have put in it as a joke that goes against the terms of services and they will ban your if your facebook gets banned your headset gets bricked what the fuck wait yeah. what does that mean it basically means that you Just wasted three hundred dollars and you can't use what? the headset anymore yeah a lot of people are really pissed about it. That's insane. Um, but if that's not a problem and, you know, you just have your name on Facebook, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah. But I always warn people, it's like, hey, if that's something you're sure you're serious about, you want to get that headset, know that that is like a big point of contention for a lot of people. Yeah. No, that's good to know. I don't think I have, my name is not Big Dickus, but, uh, yeah. but that is probably good to uh, put out into the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. V, did you wanna did you wanna give the shout out? Oh yeah. So my sis who's like editing the podcast is a big fan. Oh right on. And she said, um, just tell him that I said hi and I love his stuff, crying face and oh. his trolling. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. What's 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 their name? Uh her name is Clemens. Hi, Clemens, what's going on? Thank you for editing the podcast. <laughs> She's she is listening to all of this shit. Well, she's not listening to it right now, but once she'll edit not the right podcast, now. she will. She's Yeah, she's going to freak out. 
And then uh, the last thing we wanted to ask, we kind of talked about creative block and all that, unless you had something else you wanted to add about like how you get over creative block. Oh man. For this year, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. That's what I figured is, yeah, we kind of talked about it. Step away from it for a little bit. If you, if you, if you have that option, it's kind of what I'm doing. But for, for the norm, for the normal times, I just find creative block is best solved by watching stuff and absorbing stuff. And, you know, like everything is derivative. Uh, if you're not inspired, go watch, go watch something. Right. Maybe you'll find something there, you know? Um, it's okay to come up with ideas based on other pieces of media. That's, that's most of culture, you know? Sure. Um, you know, how many times has the David and Goliath story been told or, you know, whatever it may be, like it's, it's all derivative. Yeah. Everything, everything bef uh, after the Bible is yeah, basically yeah, yeah, exactly. What kind of uh, goals do you have in mind for your future? Let's say, let's pretend that quarantine is not happening and we don't know what the fuck uh, we're going to be doing in a year. Finish Gameiverse. <laughs> Finish Gameiverse. Right. Yeah, figure out what the hell we're going to do because this is a thorn in my ass. I need to get it done. Right. We'll, I'll fi I'll figure it out somehow. It's it's it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. I'm going to get it done. Yeah, you will. Yeah. You will. Other than that, uh, you know, like I'm really enjoying streaming right now. I definitely want to keep that up. And I, I I'm really enjoy streaming on Twitch. Um, like it's, it's been really nice building up a community and uh, mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, just being, just being myself and just having people hang out. It's, it's, it's a good time. I like genuinely love, love the company. And uh, I, I look forward to it each day that I have to do it. Um, mm -hmm. so like that's been the positive of this year, you know, just kind of having something to look forward to each day or, you know, whatever it may be. So I guess I definitely want to, uh, build that presence because, you know, building that presence also in the long run will m likely help me build other things, be it able to fund, uh, projects or, um, yeah. you know, but yeah, that's a, that's a long road. I'm trying to think <laughs> what else I'd like to make a game someday, you know? Yeah, me too. Yeah, like I think game development. Like I just, I'm just wrapping up now a uh, 40 uh, level Mario Maker world, which basically means I used Mario Maker to make an entire game uh, inside mm -hmm. of Mario Maker. It's a really huge, huge, huge undertaking that took me most yeah, of this yeah. year. But like I, uh, I very, very much am excited about uh, the end result because we're going to be wrapping up that mid this month. I keep putting it off. I'm going to be, I've got, had some collab levels I have to do for it. Um, the last collab level right now, hopefully it's still the case by the time this has gone up is, was going to be Dan. Cause this is going up what next year. Uh, yes, I think okay, so. Okay. So yeah. if you're watching this, it's already out. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. Go and awesome. play it. It's 40 <laughs> levels in Mario maker. Uh, and they're all designed by me. That's like legit game designer experience though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. So like in my, in my head, I was kind of like thinking, I really want to, get into game design and because i really enjoy i know it sounds silly but I like because it's baby's first game maker but it's like i really enjoy making games and making levels and designing levels for mario maker it always i always have a great time so uh i was just kind of like really in my head i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna really lean into this i'm gonna try and make something really big and cool and i'm really happy with what i've done uh, i think some of the levels are really creative and i'm just looking forward to seeing friends check them out and play um and you know, any, anyone else who cares to torment themselves? Sure. 
but uh yeah it's 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 a good time i i am genuinely curious to see how people like it once it's out um, which it is if you're watching this unless something horrible happened and i lost my nintendo switch no <laughs> god i know it's all i don't think it's local i think it's all local <laughs> oh my god that would break my heart what a f- yeah no kidding i brought it on a, on a small staycation to a cabin just to kind of keep my sanity up right and i did have that i did have that thought of just like oh shit like if i lose this does this back up to the cloud i actually have no idea i think oh. so nintendo does have cloud saves i just don't know if it's for mario maker but i assume so i don't know i have no clue might be worth looking into yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think you can back up saves to an sd card i i think so maybe at least that at least that maybe maybe regardless i haven't lost my switch so that's good good and i very much have the levels so uh they're hopefully going to be going up very soon um do you sorry i was just like wondering as you were talking about mario maker do do you do roblox no i've never done roadblock roadblock roblox roadblock (laughs) i've never i've never touched it i think that it was kind of i was not within like when it was big i wasn't in the age range of people who would be playing Roblox, uh, same with RuneScape. Mm. So like those were two things that uh, a lot of my friends like speak very fondly of when they they talk about their childhood, but I can't say uh, I had any any time with myself. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it, I don't know, like to be honest, like the first time I heard of Roblox was because I was like, before the pandemic hung out with like family and then there's like a nephew and i'm like what are you doing what are you watching these days Mm -hmm. and he was all like roblox is the best and i'm like okay so cartoons (laughs) bye (laughs) yeah never mind but uh i i don't know and i was wondering because like you can like i don't i don't I, i feel so fucking old i'm like I don't really know exactly what you do with Roblox, but I see people doing like animated music videos and like whole games and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I hear it's pretty diverse what you can do with that. I I don't know anything about it myself. I've never touched it. Yeah, it's pretty open ended as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. I think the interesting thing about Mario Maker is that um, it it's it's a very easy tool to like practice game design. I, see. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a programmer. I'm artist animator. So like. I feel like if I wanted to design a game with someone now, I would have a pretty good idea of the kind of platformer I'd like to build uh, based on like platformers I really enjoy the feel of. Mm. Some I'd still need to beat. Like Hollow Knight, my, my chat is writing my dick about gotta getting me to finish play. that game. Uh, gotta play Hollow Knight. Yeah, I know, I know. I had the ending spoiled though, so I guess that's why I'm not <sighs> rushing. Well, yeah. At a bar, believe it or not. It was actually at, at a, a guild hall. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's really? a speedrunner playing it, and I was like, "Wow, this is interesting." Yeah. Oh, that's the end of the game. Oh, it is, but shit. the story doesn't really matter. It's, it really is the journey. And yeah, I guess so. I guess but, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I have a pretty good idea of what I'd like to make. I just, I think it finding the correct partner to uh, start that journey, you know, because obviously I would, I would want to find a, um, a programmer or a designer who has a similar vision or interest in making something Mm -hmm. like that like i've talked a little bit about wanting to get into game development just on streams and stuff and i you know i've had a few like game design students send me their uh portfolios and stuff and like you know some of them pretty good but like i haven't seen anything yet that's made me go like this is the person you know like i I, like i'm gonna drop everything to work with them you know like maybe that'll happen but for for the time being uh yeah it's like 
because obviously games are expensive and you know my time is limited and i pay my bills by mostly streaming now so it's like huh where does where does that fit into my uh my current yeah routine i guess it's, i, I feel, yeah i'm in the same boat it's like yeah. i really want to do it but i got to figure out how to do all this other shit first yeah it's a real balancing um, act cool is there anything you want to plug well um if you haven't seen any of my old cartoon stuff you can go to youtube.com slash uh rubber ninja if you want to come watch me stream and be very good at lying and among us you can go to twitch.tv slash rubber ninja oh sorry uh yes that's right rubber ninja uh and then if you want to it if you can't catch a stream and just want to see me be good at lying and among us or making Mario Maker levels, you can go to youtube.com slash rubber Ross, which is my stream highlights channel, which is a banger. It's very fun. Lots of good videos mm -hmm. up there. And I also do some uh, non stream stuff like, uh, like some looks into virtual reality and stuff, some more produced content. Yeah. Cause that's one of my passions. Other than that, I guess, twitter.com slash rubber ninja rubber ninja. Most places. I think there's just one channel called rubber Ross. Uh, <laughs> So you'll find me pretty much anywhere under that alias. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, not a problem, guys. Thanks for having me. That was so fun. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, well, that's the end of this creative block. Thanks to Ross for being our guest and sharing his story. And thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to my sister, Clemens, for editing the podcast. Thank you. And yeah, thanks, Clemens. Uh, please subscribe to the channel if you love our content. I've been your host, Gene. And I was V. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.